This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live. How do I sound? Do I sound like myself? It's been on and off today. I I, I don't know if I've, I I sound like myself or if I sound like I have a frog in my throat. Sounds like I'm still a little impeded. Feeling much better. Did not die of the Rona. But I, 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 I sound a little hoarse. Boy, have has things been wild? Yes, programming note here. Pretty sure we're going to do the freak show tomorrow night. We're going to try to, but I don't think Sparkles is going to be here next to me. She has been at work and everyone at her workplace is COVID positive. She has tested negative, but out of an abundance of caution. And since that I've been sick as fuck the last like three or four weeks, I'm not going to let her in here. They hold up by myself. Really wanted to do New Year's with her too. It would have been a lot of fun. But hey, it's 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 fucking COVID. I will say I will be after whatever we do here on the freak show tomorrow night. I think she's she's gonna remote in from her apartment. That's what we're working on. We'll see if we we'll, we'll see if we can put that together. It is possible that you guys might get a best of. Did I just throw together a best of, which is weird because the show didn't start until August of this year. I'll still hack it up and put something together. After whatever we do tomorrow night with the Freak Show, I will be heading over to Echoplex Media. Producer Dave usually would be doing something live, DJing for New Year's. He has had to scramble to put together a special show for New Year's Eve featuring uh, some bands and a few stand-up comedians, and that's where I come in. I will be doing a stand-up set tomorrow night during Local Love New Year's Eve special. I'll give you the details on that here in just a second. What are we going to talk about tonight? The head of the flight attendants union has attacked Delta Airlines, calling their COVID protocols completely unsafe. We're going to hear from Ted Cruz's daughter. Because guess what? Ted Cruz's daughter hates Ted Cruz too. There was a state lawmaker who helped craft a bill banning critical race theory. She has now come forward and said that she lost her only black friend. You can't make this shit up. Plus, plus, plus. I have this crazy ass video of a sheriff in Florida begging murderers not to commit murder. You're not, you're not going to believe what he says. It's, it's fucking hilarious. Start off tonight with the meme of the day, though. The CIA Award for Excellence in Journalism. That one, that one had me rolling today. Oh fuck! Sorry about the tech issues the other night. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with my computer. It, everything seems to be working well. I'm not getting any stutter at all, but like, um, if there is an issue, it is stream elements. It's what allows the emojis to be on screen. So, unfortunately, if that keeps giving me problems, the emojis have to go. Sorry, guys. I was going to add in all the other stuff that all the other streamers have been like, my shit's more complicated than what other streamers are doing. And apparently OBS can't handle all of it at once. Oh yeah, the Ghislaine Maxwell verdict came in. Guilty. Pleasantly surprised on that one. 
I was gonna try to go live, but once again, that like there was no reading. You guys saw me pop up to go live. That's what was going on. I was like, there was no reading of the verdict because it's a federal trial. So I was I was trying to find like a reporter just outside the courthouse. But like by the time I got everything set, like really didn't have anything to look at. The guilty verdict was in and I just cut it off and went back to whatever the fuck I was doing. I am going to attempt to get high enough for this shit. Something that I have had a hard time doing over the last week or two. I think I'm going to be able to handle it. My my lungs are still not 100%. But they're close. They're close. I know it still sounds scratchy and everything. But the lungs are good, I think. We'll see how this works out. If I fall on the fucking floor, you know what happens. Oh, and also last night, that's the thing. Had the tech issues on Tuesday night. Had to cut it short. So I've forgotten to remind everybody. uh, I was under a... Severe tornado warning watch, whichever whichever the more severe was. I knew about it on Tuesday night. They're, they're pretty good at predicting when we're getting severe storms. I live in Tornado Alley. So, I was well aware that there was a good possibility. The time frame that they'd given was like between 6 and midnight. And then once we got to, you know, a few hours out, it was literally right when I was on. It, the The warning was from 7 o'clock my time until 10 o'clock my time. Well, shit. And it, it like, right about the time I'd be saying, Welcome to the Troll Patrol! Fucking the, the walls were shaking. Welcome to Stoncha. I'm sorry you had your TV remote taken. I hope I said your your Festonchoi. You're just fest from now on. What's up, fest? Glad to have you. I'm gonna try to hit this bong and then we're gonna talk about the news. We got a lot of shit to cover tonight. NASA might be telling us about some aliens coming up. Uh, China not happy with Elon Musk. Joe Rogan gonna give us a pair of hot takes tonight. Gonna gonna lay it down for us on January the sixth, and then tell us about why he's not going to Canada. Apparently for 420, he won't be traveling to Canada. Estonia! Well, greetings from over here in the U.S. Glad to have you. I I usually focus on U.S. electoral politics, issues of criminal justice, but we do some world news, try to bust down the U.S. imperialism. We talk about what's, what's going on around the world when we can. Try to get educated different cultures oh glad to have you this is this, this has been so cool for somebody who was in radio for most of his life I've never gotten the chance to speak to people from Turkey Kazakhstan uh, viewers from Australia the UK it's 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 wonderful I love this shit seriously I should have done Streaming fucking seven, eight years ago. I got this shit started when I was in college. If I had life to do over again, I would have spent all my financial aid money on the shit to be able to get streaming started back then. You fucks wouldn't even know who Vosh is. I'd be the Vosh now.
You guys got marijuana in Estonia? I assume everybody got marijuana, don't they? Very common plant. Is marijuana popular in Estonia? That's what I would like to know. I assume it is. Everybody loves the pot. And if it, if it's not, you guys need to get on it. This this shit's some good shit. Oh fuck. Oh oh, we got a woman who was an influencer. Apparently, she wasn't afraid of COVID. She decided to go out and live her life. You know, until she didn't. Oh, 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 we've also got this Officer Tatum. This is this, uh... I, like, I don't want to call him small because he's way bigger than I am. Social media influencer. Officer Tatum. He's got a rant about how Trump has lost his vote. I don't even know why Trump has lost his vote. Probably vaccines. Not exactly sure. We'll find out. Oh, shit. That should be fun. We've also got Dan Bongino. Apparently, he says he ended a libs career live on air. About that. Justin thought he was better. And he took a bong rip. And he ain't better. He ain't better yet. He ain't better yet. He can't do that. Smoked out of this goddamn thing all day. Didn't have a problem. Tried to rip a bong. Had a problem. And they don't just give this out for journalism either. Apparently they give they give it out for singing as well. And people think that Jaslene uh, Maxwell going to get one for singing here soon. That's that's the that's the dirty on the street. No, 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 not spilling the beans. <laughs> You think we're going to get Maxwell spilling the beans? Good lord, no. I got Maxwell memes, though. Love is finishing each other's sentences. Nice picture of of Jeffrey and Ghislaine. At the Queen's Cottage, I do believe. I got another little... I got a little another, another little Maxwell something-something gonna look at here after a while when we actually get to the story for a night the freak show is probably going to happen but with sparkles at her place and me at mine I don't she's been around a lot of COVID positive people this week and I don't know out of an abundance of caution we think we're gonna separate tomorrow if 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 we don't get the the tech specs worked out uh, you're going to get a best of the freak show. Also, you're going to get a best of the Troll Patrol Saturday night at the usual time, 8 p.m. Eastern. And it's not ju- it's not just clips. I've I've worked on some some new material for the show. It won't be I won't be live, but there there is never before seen shit like I'm I'm emceeing it. Like there's there's something special about it. I I, I like what's What's going down? And uh, you're going to get to see several of the biggest events of the year. Uh, January 6th. We're going to watch like fucking live. We'll, we'll relive the fucking whole insurrection. We'll do clips of the inauguration, which we watch live here. And then like, I don't, I don't remember what else happened. It's been a long fucking year. And and all all that I've done to the best of thus far has been January sixth and the inauguration. So I don't know what else happened. 
There was that racist teacher. That's that's my top played clip of the Troll Patrol this year on YouTube. The racist teacher from Alabama that got uh, fired after her baby daddy released video of her saying racist, homophobic, all kinds of fucking shit. It is my most watched clip. That'll be on there, and I don't know what the fuck else. A lot of shit. We covered a lot of shit this year. So, Troll Patrol, probably like a three-hour show. Maybe even longer. Who knows? Who who knows how long it actually ends up being? That'll be Saturday night, January the 1st. Come January the 2nd, the Troll Patrol will be back live on YouTube. I've been looking forward to this as the last Troll Patrol that will not be live on YouTube. If you're not aware, I got multiple strikes this year on my YouTube after having my YouTube for over a decade now. Never having an issue. I got enough strikes this year. I get four. You have my channel taken down. They did overturn that on appeal. My channel was brought back. But then they hit me with enough strikes to suspend me again. And all of the strikes just go off of my account on January the 2nd. So I will be free and clear. I'll get like, so if something gets flagged on my YouTube for misinformation, I'll just get a warning. I won't even, I won't even have anything, uh, happen to me. Yeah, I'm doing programming notes here. Producer Dave. Letting everybody know what's going on. We'll be doing a a freak show tomorrow night if we can. Sparkles is going to be uh, somewhere else and not here with me. Because she has been exposed to a lot of people that are COVID positive. So I just don't want to be around her. So we'll do something with the freak show tomorrow. Possibly with Sparkles live from her apartment. Or it could be a best of. There's going to be a best of the Troll Patrol on Saturday night. With, all, with some all old new material around it as we count down some of the biggest clips of the year. Uh, new Year's Eve, I'm going to I'm gonna be appearing uh, on Echoplex Local Love. Uh, it's too early in the evening for him to be Gay Steve. If I'm not mistaken, but then again, it's a holiday week. Who knows? Who am I to judge? I, um, I don't, do I sound like myself or do I not sound like myself? What do you guys think? I, I, I can't tell. Uh, I'm still getting over my congestion. I, I thought I was, I've been smoking this all day without any problem. Get on the stream. I'm like, oh, I'll take a bong rip. And I had problems. I'm going to have to cut out like fucking what, five, six minutes of the show for the podcast where I'm just over in the kitchen coughing my lungs out. Well, toast to you. If you guys missed the rundown of the show, we got all kinds of good shit. We got a sheriff. His hilarious plea for murder is not to murder anybody. We're, we're gonna we're gonna hear from Ted Cruz's daughter. Uh, we're gonna hear from Joe Rogan. But first, this is this is wild happening now in Colorado. Uh, entire towns of Superior and Louisville have been ordered to evacuate. Due to multiple grass fires? I thought... I just grabbed this as I was coming on. I thought it said gas fires. Wait, grass fires? Grass fires. Grass fires. Grass. Tens of thousands of people in Boulder County 
have been evacuated due to the fast-moving fires. Watch the, the water streams from their hoses turned back in their faces by 70-mile-per-hour winds. And, uh, you know, there was no lack of courage there because they were right in the thick of it, but they were trying to shoot water into 70-mile-per-hour winds. It was just, I mean, it, it truly is unlike any wildfire that I have seen up close in Colorado, be that uh, the High Park fire. And apparently we're having like record snow be that uh, Waldo on parts of the West Coast to, to Mountain Shadows. That's probably well. This shit's going on in Colorado, is, is, is and I've got my fucking door open uh, on December the thirtieth. Black Forest Fire, Chris, Hansen and I'm still sweating my balls off. Fire as that thing went treetop to treetop. We're fucked. We're fucked. Here, there, and everywhere. Don't look up. Going home to home in suburban communities. You mentioned do something. You know, people. Everyone wants to do something. Firefighters want to fight the fire. They just need a way to do so. Uh, a lot of people today via social media have been talking about, you know, when and how are we going to find a way Fuck. to do something to help all of these people. Uh, this is a vast uh, amount of people that are going to be damaged by this. And we'll, well, we need to take action against climate change now, now. Some of the great things you do on Next. Uh, you can't sit on it and assess. Yeah, yeah, I watched Don't Look Up. Federal government, whoever is going to step up here, but individuals in Colorado will want to know how they can help, and we're we're going to have to come up with something along those lines to make it so people can do so, because that's that's who we are. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. As as you said, the the generosity in our community is there. People have been called upon time and time again. I think back to. No, we don't need to keep calling upon people. We need to actually do something. Call upon our elected representatives to fucking do something about climate change. So the EOC urged anyone who sees fire to evacuate, even if they've not been ordered to go. This is, we've got several videos. This does sound like a diner. Yeah, they're in like a Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, poor baby. These kids have had to live through fucking COVID? Oh my god! So they're facing these extremely high winds. They couldn't even get the door of the fucking Chuck E. Cheese open. This is Boulder County, Colorado is where this is going on. The smoke is so thick, you can't see more than like fucking eight, nine feet in front of you. Right over my vibes. Billowing smoke. Holy fuck! This is this is they're driving away. I guess they're up on the highway. Jesus! We want to get back over to Louisville because so much has happened there, and uh, it continues to happen. Kyle Clark is joining us now, and this sadly is this scene near Davidson Mesa that we watched happen a few minutes ago. Kyle, this I can't imagine watching this. Yeah, Tom, this is, this is heartbreaking. Uh, 
We're watching uh, the loss of what appears to be a number of people's homes at once uh, along McCaslin near Washington in Louisville. And you hear the. Wow. I'm, I'm sorry. I said Louisville. Louisville. Those buildings going up I'm from Kentucky. My apologies. It's difficult to tell now because of the volume of smoke that's blown between us and the firefight. But within uh, minutes ago, firefighters were putting a lot of water from, uh, uh, from a ladder onto one of the homes that is fully engulfed trying to get it to uh, to stop before it spreads to other homes. The fire is moving eastward, which is moving into the more heavily populated part of the neighborhood. Uh, this area along McCaslin, where we're standing, uh, burned through uh, earlier, uh, and it does appear that the fire uh, jumped McCaslin to our south, down near Washington. When I talked to you on the phone about 10 minutes ago, I was south of here by about a mile down near where Via Appia comes into McCaslin and the flames had crossed the road there going north to south. Uh, the winds are kicking west to east here again, there are several structures burning uh, with uh, no attempt by firefighters to save those. Those are the ones that are more removed on the west side of McCaslin to the east side of McCaslin into the neighborhood. That's where you see firefighters making their stand where it appears that... God, these are at least like 40 mile per hour winds. If not, if not more. I'll be honest with you, Tom Kim. Uh, I've covered fires in Colorado for more than a decade, including some wintertime fires here in Boulder County, and have never seen anything with the size and the power of this fire uh, that's driven by winds that have continued now for uh, four or five hours. See the sun, I think, over your left shoulder trying to come out. It's probably a blue sky day above all this smoke. But uh, that scene there, that is the Davidson Mesa Trailhead, um, so oh yeah, the time was three thirty-one. I thought it. I thought it was like later. I thought this was like a six o'clock, seven o'clock newscast. My God. Fuck. So here are some of the photos that were sent in by viewers of News 9 here. Whole towns evacuated. That is wild. The sun over this this plume of smoke. Jesus Christ. Luckily, they have not... I mean, we watched the local news hit, and they didn't mention any deaths or injuries, so hopefully everyone had enough time to be able to evacuate, but there are priceless possessions. Millions of dollars worth of homes, I bet. They're going to be destroyed. Yeah, like, this is fucking, this is kicking the balls to see this right after I watched Don't Look Up, and, like, we really did. We really had it all, didn't we? Fuck. Also, breaking news out of Colorado. Uh, This is somewhat good news. Colorado Governor Jared Polis has reduced the punishment uh, for Raquel Aguilera uh, Medeiros, the truck driver that was sentenced to 110 years for an accident. His brakes failed as he was coming down a mountain. The Colorado Governor has reduced the 110 year sentence down to 10 years and he'll be eligible for parole in five 
Polis used his power to change that sentence after uh, Aguilera Medeiros applied for clemency. The governors reduced Aguilera uh, Medeiros' sentence to 10 years. News released from the governor's office on Thursday afternoon confirmed the decision. Wayne Bailey, a relative of one of the victims, told Nine News that their family had a Zoom call with the governor earlier Thursday. Bailey said Polis told them the sentence will be 10 years to correct the injustice of the first sentence. Earlier this month, Aguilero Medeiros was sentenced to 110 years in prison after being found guilty on 27 charges. The governor is able to commute, yeah. And people, activists had asked for him to commute, like, the whole sentence. Because I just, like... Apparently, they're making an argument that he was driving recklessly, that he missed a ramp that he could have gone on. But ultimately, what this comes down to was brake failure. If anyone should have been held accountable, it was the company that he worked for, in my opinion. I don't know that I would have punished him in any way. But I also, I also don't know all the facts of the case. Prosecutors introduced evidence throughout the trial to prove that the crash was not an accident, but the result of a series of bad decisions. All day long, he was seen driving above the speed limit. His brakes on Berth, Berthound Pass were already smoking hot, Dwayne Bailey said last week. Brother William was one of four killed in the crash. Yes, they failed, but they failed because of his actions. They didn't fail because of a mechanical failure. Court hearing had been set for January the 13th for the judge in the case to reconsider the sentence. The request was made by the district attorney because of the governor's actions. The hearing is likely moot. News release announcing the sentence, uh, sentence change. Polis added he recently learned that a relative of the driver's attorney works in the governor's office. The office said uh, that this person had no involvement in the commutation process. They work in an unrelated capacity to this matter, and they were not aware of the governor's decision in advance. Uh, Call- what is Callahan? Is is that an auto part store that I've never heard of? We got, like, auto zones around here, pal. Get in the zone. Oh, I've never seen Tommy Boy. Sorry. I know. I know. No, I think I've, I've, seen, I've seen parts of it, because that's the one where, like, uh, David Spade's knocking on the door, and it's like, he's like, uh... You want your dick sucked? Or <laughs> room service? That that's like I've seen parts of it, but I've never sat down and watched the whole thing. I know I probably need to. It's one of those where like um uh um when I was younger, you know, before everything was just available to us, I wouldn't watch a movie if I didn't catch it from the beginning. I was picky, like, I don't like watching movies on, like, a TBS or TNT. Because of commercials, I fucking hate, I've, I've always hated commercials my entire life. I avoid them like the plague. So, in order to watch a movie, I would usually have to, you know, rent it. Or, you know... Fucking premium cable channel or some shit. That's why I'd never seen Star Wars all those years. Just because, like, never caught it from the beginning. Never caught the first one from the very beginning. So I wouldn't, because I, I wouldn't come into a movie, like, fucking 30 minutes into it and watch it. Fuck that shit. I gotta know what's going on. My friends will tell you I'm very particular about watching movies. I don't watch. I don't watch shitty copies of movies either. I may be a pirate, but I gotta have like a pirated version of like 4K if it's available. But the the least I'll accept is a 1080p. I watch 720 if it's like a TV show or something. 
I'm I'm a fucking snob. Sorry, I'm an AV snob. All right, let's talk about the sickness. Everybody down with the sickness. Chief Innovation Officer of Boston Children's Hospital. Oh, wow. John Brownstein. Doctor, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Of course, great to be here, Phil. Good to have, have you. Shattered. Story there. Three Americans are t- shattered. We have shattered, shattered COVID cases. Shattered. Deaths are going up. You aren't at record death yet, but it's quite possible we're going to get there. The worst of the pandemic is now. I, I testing positive for COVID every second. And I know we can find stats like this all over the place, but as an epidemiologist, what is your reaction to that specific number? Yeah, I mean, these numbers are absolutely staggering, especially if you think about the fact that we're two years into the pandemic, we have so much knowledge, we have all the tools that we've accumulated, and now we're at a peak beyond where we were even last January, 277,000 new cases a day on average. And we know that there's backlogs from the holidays. We have to interpret this data cautiously, but we also know this is the most... It's an undercount. And with holiday gatherings and travels, it is a recipe for increased amount of transmission. And this is going to continue probably into the weeks, into January. And so this is why, this is a reminder, these next few weeks are going to be challenging. It's also a reminder to double down on the things we know, boosters, social distancing, masking, limiting gatherings, improved ventilation. If we can try to do those things... Well, that make me a sheep. ...the other side of this Omicron surge... Might no sheep, sir. Warning of, and using a really strong word that evokes fear, warning of a tsunami of new cases worldwide. And here in the U.S., new cases are higher, really, than they've ever been during the pandemic. But and new- while it looks like we have dodged a bullet with Omicron, and that it is indeed less virulent, the worry is that new, new strains are going to emerge. Because it's just like... The world's a giant Petri dish now. And this is the thing that I've been saying all along, but apparently the epidemiologists say I'm wrong on this. A whole bunch of people that are vaccinated, trading it back and forth that it would become vaccine immune. There is some data to indicate that apparently our immune systems might, this is still preliminary data that our immune systems might get fatigued And that too many boosters will actually uh, be detrimental to immunity. All of this is coming at just the worst fucking time. The thing, deaths are down. We are now about to enter, as you point out, the pandemic's third year. Uh, What promising signs do you see that we could be coming out of uh, the worst of the pandemic? If there are any. Yeah, there's a lot of hopeful data. And I think, you know, what we're seeing in the UK and South Africa is promising is that, you know, this Omicron variant leads to two thirds less risk of hospitalization compared to Delta. And what we're seeing also in the U.S. is that while we're seeing an increased rise in hospitalizations, it's nowhere near what we saw before. This correlation between hospitalizations and cases, it's doing something what I call decoupling. It's not the same level of correlation. And what it tells us is maybe we're entering this endemic phase where this virus does not cause the same level of severe illness and death. We just don't know quite yet. That is what the promising sign is. But again, just let us get through these next few weeks. I feel I feel like we're endemic next year at this time. Phase of this pandemic. So this new clinic spring of 2023 shows that the Johnson and Johnson booster shot. He's the expert protection against severe disease from Omicron. And in the beginning, you know, people were saying, I'd rather get Moderna or Pfizer than Johnson and Johnson. The efficacy was different. Uh, The percentages were different. It was one shot. What does this study mean for all those who have the Johnson and Johnson shot? Yeah, you know, I think this is really good news. And what it shows is the J&J vaccine was always safe and effective. I think that was always clear. The challenge was it was a one-shot vaccine. And why we wanted one shot, it was better from an access perspective and a confidence. People didn't want to take two shots. 
But we're clear now is two shots is better than one. It's not necessarily based on the brand. And that's what we're seeing with J&J. So it's, it's hopeful data for those who had the J&J vaccine. That they also released studies that showed that if you boosted with J&J on top of Pfizer, you could get a really important response, maybe even better than boosting with, with an additional Pfizer. It just reaffirms the fact that these were very good vaccines, but they were two-dose vaccines to begin with. And so, you know, again, for people that were getting the J&J shot, they should feel really good that they got strong protection, especially against the Omicron variant. Dr. John Brownstein, always feel much more knowledgeable after speaking with you. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, Phil. Appreciate it, John. If only, if only this young lady had listened. People like John. Anti-vax mother of three. Apparently was an influencer who posted that she was not afraid of COVID and refused to prioritize fear over life, has died of the coronavirus at the age of 29. Bridget Jackson uh, from Port Huron, Michigan. (laughs) The Daily Mail points out that she's a woman, has died of COVID-19. She had frequently promoted her anti-mask, anti-vaccine uh, stance on Facebook. She came down with the virus in November. On December 1st, she wrote, COVID sucks. Jackson passed away on December 1st. Wait a minute. Why are we just hearing about this now? This was published yesterday on the Daily Mail. Updated today. But apparently she passed away on December 1st, leaving behind a fiancé and three children under the age of 10. This is a picture of the nice young lady. Look at you. You had pretty eyes. I I'm, I hate that they're rolled in the back of your head now. Why do you have to be stupid, ma'am? I I take no solace in the fact that you're, that you're dead. It saddens me. The reason I'm doing this story and doing it in a mocking way is because I want other people to fucking learn the lesson. So many fucking idiots online say the dumbest goddamn things. I'm like, just just look up. Look up anti-vaxxer dies of COVID. And look at all the returns. In late November, she came down with the virus herself, writing that it sucks and asking for recommendations for lung exercises to do. Oh, 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 there was a misprint earlier. She passed away on December the 21st. There is some uh, cute young lady, a cute young lady with very vibrant eyes. According to her, her obituary, Jackson, who worked at a car dealership, had spent most of her life in Burton, Michigan. Bridget's greatest love was her family, who she enjoyed camping and traveling with. And I hate that you're not there with them, woman. But her world revolved around her children. She liked to read during her quiet time pandemic swelled, Jackson was vocal against precautions that can be taken to prevent the virus, including mask wearing. Just because we don't wear a mask doesn't mean we lack common courtesy or don't respect you, she said. We simply believe your fear is an issue. God, that's infuriating! Mm. Why are you people so fucking stupid? And I can't, I can't blame her. Because if, if, if logic is this weird thing, like it's kind of ass backwards. You, you have to learn how to logic things because the way you think things should be, the way your, your brain normally interprets the world without training is fucking wrong. So if, if, if somebody hasn't had critical thinking skills instilled in them, they are highly susceptible to propaganda. And we live in an age where it's constant streams of, of, of wanting you to consume content. And the content that resonates the most people will cling to fear mongering 
especially fear-mongering against authority or perceived authority. And it is profitable to market to... She probably wasn't stupid. She just doesn't have the the critical thinking skills necessary to discern all the information that is being presented to her. Especially if she doesn't have people in her orbit that think rationally. If she's in a red area of Michigan. Was in a red area of Michigan. And all, all the people around her are reaffirming her biases. That's I feel sorry for you, Bridget Jackson. I really do. And I feel sorry for all these people that are falling for the right-wing nonsense. Well, I feel compelled to do this show. Absolutely disgusting because the vaccination requirements. Posted that COVID-19 is not your enemy. Fear is. And then, oh, it's, oh, we've got a Bible verse attached to this. That's another thing. Not only does she not have critical thinking skills instilled in her, she actually had the opposite if she was raised in a religious household. The opposite of critical thinking skills. They do everything they can to stop you from thinking critically. Because if you thought critically about religion, you'd know it's bullshit. And I'm so frustrated because, like, the CDC, the Biden administration, they just got to the point where, like, what's what's the point? We can't we can't push for any of these measures because we're we're getting this kind of pushback. They've just thrown up their hands. They've literally said. They've reduced the time in quarantine because if everybody that needed to quarantine for 10 days or 7 days, it would bring everything to a halt. And we're already seeing it. We're already seeing canceled fucking flights. Whole whole sectors of the service industry are shutting down. These people are not going to be taken care of. Well, there's not fucking an eviction moratorium. Holy fuck! What is wrong with this country? What is wrong with people? It's, capitalism just just breeds evil behavior. And apparently, Delta Airlines had a big hand in lobbying the CDC for their current measures. The cutting of the time to quarantine. This is the During head of the, the flight attendants union. The year, airlines have canceled flights by the thousands as the Omicron variant is taking a toll on their staffing. Now the nation's largest flight attendant union is weighing in on the new CDC guidance that cuts that isolation period for most people who are asymptomatic in half. Joining me now is the international president of the Association of the Flight Attendants Union, Sarah Nelson. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us this morning. And first, I just want to get your reaction to this new guidance. Well, look, this came in the middle of the busy... Fucking shit, again. God, everything had been going well. You guys, you guys aren't going to like to hear this. It's stream elements. Stream elements has got to go. The thing that lets the emotes be on the screen. Are you going to come back to us? Fucking shit. Because my, my computer doesn't have any issues. I I ran every stress test. Checked everything I could. Everything is perfect. What's what's the change I made to OBS? Stream elements.
It's it's not coming back to me. Oh god, guys! I. Hmm. Well. We'll try to press on here. See if we can get our CNN video back. We're hearing from the head of the flight attendants union. During one of the busiest travel seasons of the year, airlines have canceled flights by the thousands as the Omicron variant is taking a toll on their staffing. Now the nation's largest flight attendant union is weighing in on the new CDC guidance that cuts that isolation period for most people who are asymptomatic in half. Joining me now is the international president of the Association of the Flight Attendants Union, Sarah Nelson. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us this morning. And first, I just want to get your reaction to this new guidance. Well, look, this came in the middle of the busy holiday season at the behest of Delta Airlines when they started to see that they were going to have staffing troubles. Other airlines negotiated incentive pay to try to get through the holiday period. Delta did not do that and doesn't have unions. And so CDC responded with a cut in half of the isolation time uh, when someone is infected with no testing before going back out into public. But with two key... Oh, I thought it was my computer. It's CNN fucking up now. You continue to wear a mask. It's really important that we lift this up and CDC should also be recommending if they're going to uh, fall in line with what the airlines want, that uh, the airlines also say how they are going to implement this to make sure that it is only for people who are asymptomatic, who are coming back to work, so that people are not forced to come back to work when they're still sick, and how they are going to implement ensuring that masks are worn at all times, including in the flight deck. Right. And so they say that people should continue to wear a mask for those five days after they are asymptomatic, they go back to work. But you Everybody should be wearing masks, period. What the fuck? here is the driving force behind this decision, but you said the fact that it aligns with the number of days pushed by corporate America is, quote, less than reassuring. Look, it was totally transparent here. This was asked for as the staffing issues were being put in place. Delta's statement after the, this policy was put into place had not an ounce of public safety in, in it, but it was all about the staffing issues. That's what was argued on the front end. That's how your segment started today. And, and that is the quick response from CDC in the middle of this holiday season. To I hate it here. I, I hate it here now. This fucking country. I can't, I can't leave. I could. That'd be awfully privileged of me. I've, I've, I've got to fucking fight. The system can't sustain itself. Can't move to another fucking country and then still be a victim of the fucking U.S.'s terrible policy, which is exactly what will happen. Jesus Christ. And I can't leave behind people that aren't as as lucky as I am to be able to have the means to move somewhere. Oh, God damn. What... This is really demoralizing after I've spent the last few days arguing with just insane. I'm back on Facebook now. So I've, I've been arguing with some, some real fucking lunatics. They've been coming and trolling my page and shit. My God. CDC is giving out some good advice, at least. Far, far too late, they're telling people, you probably shouldn't go on a fucking cruise. 
CDC guidance says not to board cruise ships regardless of vaccination status. Why don't you shut them the fuck down? Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has dealt another blow to an industry trying to recover from the crippling effects of the pandemic. Yeah, we're we're framing this as the effects on the fucking cruise ship industry. The CDC has released new guidance today recommending individuals, regardless of their vaccination status, refrain from embarking on cruise ships. The new guidance comes after the CDC said there has been an uptick in COVID-19 outbreaks reported on board cruise ships. Don't go on cruise ships during a pandemic. The COVID-19 travel health notice level has been updated from level 3 to level 4, the highest level, the CDC said on Thursday, citing increased cases on board cruise ships since identification of the Omicron variant. Apparently, over the weekend, LeBron James... Tweeted out one of those Spider-Man pictures where it's got the three Spider-Mans looking at each other. He got taken to task by NBA legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Ron James has now offered no comment on the Abdul-Jabbar criticism. We're all trying to figure this pandemic out, he says. Angeles Lakers star LeBron James declined to address NBA legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's criticism over his controversial Instagram post. I'm not a sporty ball fan, but didn't didn't uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar also play for the Los Angeles Lakers? If I'm not mistaken. Correct on that one. Yeah, Lakers. Apparently, also played for the Bucks. Over the weekend, James posted a cartoon meme featuring three Spider Men. One labeled flu, another labeled COVID, and the third marked the cold. James said he believes people have forgotten about the flu and common cold amid the coronavirus pandemic. He is correct on that. The flu is making a comeback. I, I had that story up here, but like it didn't really fit with anything, so I took it out. Los Angeles Lakers star LeBron James declined to address the fucking fuck my computer. Dream Element's gotta go, guys. Sorry. The Los Angeles Lakers star LeBron James declined to address NBA legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's criticism over his controversial Instagram post. Abdul-Jabbar said in a post on his Substack. And he acknowledged that while James is one of the greatest basketball players ever and committed to being a leader in the African-American community, he believes the social media post is a blow to his legacy. Is my shit still working? Fuck. Yeah, stream elements has got to go. I gotta, I gotta nix that shit. See if that fixes it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having issues. I might not be able to overcome again. My deepest apologies. Yep, 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 yep. I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to keep on with this. Those of you listening to the podcast. Apologies. Nothing nothing is going right tonight. So if you're watching on Twitch and I can actually make it over to Twitch and something about this. Because it's like it's not my computer. I run all my fucking animation and video editing softwares and everything without any kind of issue. It is stream elements that I installed to 
fucking do. Apparently, it didn't uh, bother with my Christmas graphics because that's when I that's when I started doing it was when I put the Christmas graphics on. The Christmas graphics were a static picture, but my normal Troll Patrol graphics are moving video. So apparently, I've got too much shit rocking inside of OBS. And it is causing me to have issues. I guess I could honestly kill the video that is my Troll Patrol graphics, but I'm going to be honest with you. I really like them. How the bottom changes colors, like over, I don't even know how long it is, something like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, something like that. And it goes through all the colors of the rainbow on the bottom. And like the, t- the top is fucking... Always like It looks really cool. I really like it. I was proud of myself for doing it. But apparently my shit works a hell of a lot better when I have a static picture up. With stream elements at least. My apologies. We're going to be doing... Some kind of freak show tomorrow. But Sparkles is probably not going to be here with me. And if, if, if we don't actually get to do a freak show, I'm going to put together a best of. Yeah, it's, give, it's giving me fucking warnings and telling me I'm overloading it. And it's specifically OBS I'm over, overloading. Fucking shit. I'll be on uh, after whatever freak show airs tomorrow, whether it be a best of or Sparkles is going to zoom in with us. I'll be on with producer Dave on local love tomorrow night on Echoplex. I'm going to be doing a stand-up comedy set. I haven't done stand-up in quite some time, so I'm really excited to do it. I've gone back and forth. I've even tried out several different sets. You know, old shit, new shit. What am I gonna do? I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do my my tight two five minute sets for you. I've done them hundreds of times, and there's video of them up on YouTube. But like. Chances are a lot of people that are going to see me on Echoplex tomorrow night have never seen any of my material, so why not do the shit that I'm best at, right? And Sparkles always gets mad every time we go to the comedy club. We, we see the, the young lady, she has a uh, bit about her stupid titties. <laughs> she, I, like, they are, like, stupid fucking titties. They are... But her entire bit is about like her calling her her titties stupid titties. <laughs> Stupidly gorgeous. That's that's what she means by that. Like Sparkles is so tired of hearing because like she's like the local comedian that he put up in front of all the all the you know the openers for the big people we've gone and seen. And I really I really have seen her do that set like six times now. This is this is all pre pandemic. I hope she's got a new set now. But like I, it's like I told Sparkles, like we've wouldn't seen a, a variety of different comedians, so it's, chances are it's a different crowd every time she's performing it. So don't blame her for doing the, you know, her tight fucking five set. What they call that? That's what I'll do. I'll do the tried and true stuff tomorrow night when I'm on with Echo Blake's Media for local love. Saturday night, there is going to be a best of the the year of the Troll Patrol, 8 p.m. Eastern, the normal time. Relive January 6th and the inauguration and uh, the hopefulness that the pandemic was coming to an end and the, the crushing blow that the pandemic was like going to engulf us, engulf us yet again. <laughs> the existential dread that I felt all through the end of summer and into the fall. 
Come relive all of that. Uh, there will not be any clips of vaccine deniers or Trump claiming he won the election because it'll be on YouTube. So sorry about that. As if you're missing much. It, I really would like to be able to play the clip of the woman where uh, she said the vaccine made you magnetized and I tried to stick the spoon on my head. That got me a strike on fucking YouTube, though. And then Sunday night, I'm going to I'm going to fix this shit. We're going to have a real show, I promise. And we'll be back on YouTube. Uh, who's on Twitch right now? God, none of my shit is working right. Um You know what? Please go say hi to friend that did. Ah, uh, she's she's not on yet. Doing her little countdown. Who else we got here? Uh oh, go over and say hey to uh Circle's friend Patrick. He is an artist, and he usually makes some cool shit. Oh, he's also doing his countdown. Ah, fuck. Uh, We went and saw Polly the other day. Go over to $27. I haven't rated them in a while. OBS is like, please, please stop. It is fucking up so bad. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. All right, to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freegan. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Friday Night Freak Show. At a rate of a whole one person. <laughs> oh, that's great. Ah. Uh.